Boy, well, that worked out fine for you, didn't it? Yeah, man. Boy, that's so, a lot to unpack, bro. Huh? That was a lot to unpack. Hey, man. I thought I had a lot to unpack. Unpack. I was... Unpack. Thank you. <laughs> unpack. Unpack. Hey, man. What you are you know? saying? I thought it was unpacked. Clearly, it's unpacked. unpacked. Yeah, I thought it was unpacked. But you yeah, you me. unpacked something. You don't. Yeah, I added an unpacked. I said unpacked. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Unpacked. unpacked. No. What is it? If you were going to use that word, you did a journalism. You'd have to. You'd yeah, have to. If unpacked. you were going to use that word, you'd have to you change the sentence. You don't know words, bro. Unpacked. Unpacked. That's what I. Am I getting crazy? It's here? unpacked. First of all, that's what I just said. Unpacked, and you un, no, bro. Something is unpacked. You don't unpack something. I didn't say you unpacked something. Yes, you did. I said I was you allowed said... to unpack. What? Say that again? I was allowed to unpack. Yeah, I see where I'm going wrong. Exactly. This is the intro. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 24 of the Rhymes Like Dines podcast with your boys, Mo. What's going on? Peter. What's good? And myself, Yemi. Here we are again, boys. How we yeah, doing? man. We're good, bro. I'm, I'm all right, man. I feel real good today. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Obviously, obviously, obviously. How's your week been, guys? It's been a week. You always say that. <laughs> I could do with something more. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Hey, bro, it's been a week, fam. Just working, working, working. I booked Ronnie Loud. Oh, you were going Ronnie Loud? Yeah, my man's going Ronnie Loud, my boys, man. And you do your thing to tell us. I didn't book it. You didn't book it? I didn't book it. One Did of my you... other boys, Drake's. Oh, right. Literally, I woke up, I promised to God, I woke up and then I got a message in the WhatsApp group saying it's done. <laughs> so I pardoned. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I did all, basically me, all my Drake's and Ozzy were talking and I was like, I saw it and I caught it. How much was the tickets? <laughs> <laughs> was it a lot? Yeah, it was 222. For the lineup, it's not that bad. Yeah, He's performing. Yeah, yeah. Bear, bear man, bruv. ASAP, Future, Wiz, Roddy, Giggs, D-Block, um, Meek Mill, A-Boogie. At the same spot Young as Afro Nation Europe last year. Yeah. Roland and I basically beat Afro Nation to it. Bruh, boy. Yeah, Afro so literally Nation. I saw it and then I literally was like, yo, if you could grab tickets, like, cool, let me know, innit? Mm. Uh, this guy don't know the meaning of let me know, fam. <laughs> he grabbed it. <laughs> He called me in the morning like, yo, I grabbed the tickets. I said, what? Just like that? He goes, yeah, it's done fam. Two, two, mm. two. And then I got VIP because I don't want to be around little kids. Show you. I'm at an age now, I can't stand them. I mean, fair. If you're 18 or below, I can't stand. No, fuck that. If you're 21 or below, I can't stand your guts. <laughs> I had some kids coming to my store. This is a true story. I had some four, 13, 14 years coming to my store yesterday for some chargers. For a charger. There's like seven of them. I wanted them all to get my shop as soon as they walked in. And they'd done nothing wrong. Did they buy the plug? Yeah. So they were just calm. Yeah, but I just didn't like them. What's wrong with you? I don't like school kids. I mean, school kids are the worst, but... Uh, yeah, they were school kids. Calm. Nah. It's mad because I feel the exact same way. And now I'm starting to understand how, like, the olders used to Yeah, I get it now. When I used to get on a bus and that. And you look at it like, what's wrong, bro? We're not even doing that wrong. <laughs> like, just, I don't like your energy. I just become mad irritable. Yeah, bruv, like, 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 dust from moving. Like, literally, they came <laughs> to the shop, bruv. They didn't do that wrong, but they were talking. They were breathing. They were there. <laughs> get the fuck out, fam. Go do your sats, bruv. Go away, man. Move. Evaporate. I feel you, man. You said evaporate. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, fam. Segregation was a good idea. Just poorly executed. Shout out, Charlemagne. It should have been on age. <laughs> yeah, how was your week? <laughs> um, our week's been all right, man. I ain't really done much. Just just working. 
You know what I'm saying? Just gymming too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That season. Switching up the diet. No, I'm putting on weight, man. So I've been back in the gym, switching up the diet a little bit. I might go back to being a vegan, man. Uh. I'm possibly going to do that. Um, just because I'm just reading more into like the food that we consume and just um, my diet as a whole. I'm still trying to find the right diet for me, but ve veganism might be it. When I was vegan, I just felt mad sharp, alert. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, as far as just everything I was doing, like, I was just performing very, very well. Um, but you only eat fish anyway. Yeah, but I might take that away. Even been that. Yeah, possibly. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a good week, man. How's how's your week been? It's been alright. Like most said, it's been a week. I ain't done much. Literally been that. Just isn't work. It? Uh, not much really. Yeah, my weeks are becoming repetitive. So when you ask that question, it's kind of like, yeah, no, nah, my life still ain't exciting, man. It's still the same shit. Well, I like to think like every two weeks that something exciting would happen. You know what I mean? It probably is, but I just can't remember. I like how I say on a podcast. True, you can't. <laughs> Probably that as well. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that going out. Shout out to Hoya. Yeah, exactly. My mom listens. For real, man. Big up, big up, Moe's mum, man. Yeah, fam, I can't take, man. Fair it's news. a good life. Put it that way. It's a good life. Yuck. <laughs> don't yuck it, because now gonna, their minds are going to go wild, fam. It's just, They're I'm, only going to go wild because you're telling them to go wild now, so boy. I've had a great life. <laughs> boy. Anyway, let's just, let's just get straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so childish, bro. I'm so childish. Fully. All right, cool. Well, thank you once again for tuning in. Always appreciate it. And yeah, we're just going to get straight to it. I think what we want to talk about first is a major happening in the UK scene. So uh, the one and only Jay Huss dropped his album, Big Conspiracy, say two weeks ago. 12 tracks, 12, 13 tracks, 40 minutes long, very digestible. Basically shut down the whole of the UK. And we are here to now talk about it, basically. So it's quite an important part of the year, I think, because obviously after him being in jail and coming back and releasing two somewhat comeback singles, everyone wanted to know what was going to happen, what was going to come of Jay Huss and how he was going to better or like come after his first album, which was obviously so good, Common Sense. So yeah, it's come. And boys, what do we think? Um, I'm gonna I'm 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 leave it to the Jay Huss experts. Why are you saying it like that? Because you man are the experts, isn't it? You man are sly Jay Huss snobs too. Why? Because How? when I try to get into his music, <laughs> no, you're right. We are. You when I try, I when I try to get fuck off. Yeah, when I try to get into his music, yeah. <laughs> you man were like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, nah. no, no, no. I remember that. we no, were in box no. park, no. and yeah. I, I remember I don't know what tune it was, but I was singing along in that. Yo, and Yemi stopped me like, yo, bruv, no, you're not. We pushed right away, right? Don't sing along. We pushed right away, right? Yeah, go Sorry. First of all, you're not allowed because at the end of the day, you were so quick to dismiss him and say, oh, I don't know what you the did fuss is. Yeah, but I dismiss everyone. Yeah, but you okay. dismissed us. But at the same time, this is the one time that we cracked and we're like, okay, cool. You you can't come play with us. Nah, you can't. So, so what, anytime... can, I, can I not see the light? No. No. You stay in that shade. No. <laughs> stay in the shade. You're proud, you of, that. You're proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, yeah, man. I loved it. Like, the rollout was a weird one. There was got, no rollout. Was it yeah, the Twitter? Point. No, not the rollout. Just the way it was, like the leaking. I felt bad because I never listened to the leak. I okay, for so, so for some context, the album leaked maybe like a couple of days before. Nah, it was, it was a like, while ago. It was like a week before, like a two week weeks. Before. Probably it was quite a long, like a big gap between the leak. Cool, fair enough. And then maybe like the day a day before it dropped, he tweeted, "I'm gonna drop in this at midnight." He didn't really do anything as far as promotion since then. Obviously, there's been promotion from the label side, like posters, yeah. and all that stuff. I know the album artwork was screened on, projected onto the Houses of Parliament, 
But other than that, like he hasn't really promoted it himself and he managed to get to number one. In the album. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Like, so, so, boy, he's doing something. All that juju. I still can't believe it went number one. That's first of all, like... It's, I can believe it, but we can no, talk about No, but then that's because it's such a new thing for our albums to go on number one. That it's like, the, I think it's like only the fourth hip, black hip, UK hip hop artist that's had a number one album. If I'm not mistaken. Start of Stormzy had two. Was Dave number one? I think Dave went number one and maybe Chip. Off the rip, we don't have a lot of number one albums. So for someone like Huss, who's never, who no promo, no nothing, and said here, take, that I was coming out in a couple of days, here you go. For that to go number one says anything, it's, it's own thing. Now, just musically, Huss is an alien. <laughs> like, he's an absolute cheat code. Like, Before you jump into the music, though, you know, with, because I know there was a period where he was doing a lot of sporadic tweeting. That's what's going to, yeah. <laughs> was it, wasn't, that, it wasn't sporadic. It you was, do you not think that was, was regular. part of the promo? Nah. No, I think nah. that was, with him, I think at first when he started tweeting all that mad stuff, a lot of it was just him trying to get his views of the world out and being misunderstood for saying a lot of wild stuff that obviously pissed off the timeline. But in hindsight, we can kind of look at it and he's still kind of doing it now. He, we can kind of look at it as him like kind of trying to make sense of the world and obviously just trying to make sense of the context around him because obviously obviously, that he was in prison, like his father passed away and a lot of stuff has happened in his life. And I think him tweeting about all this kind of militant kind of stuff, but also other problematic stuff that I can't really remember um, is a way for him to just really like understand himself and really make sense of the world around him as well. Mm. So I don't necessarily think it was promo. I just think it was him kind of leaning away from anything musical and trying to sort out life essentially. Mm. Yeah, well, it definitely helps as far as getting attention on the album though. I so mean, I feel like you can indirectly link it to promo. You as can, well. but I don't think whether he, that was his intention or not. I don't think he meant it. I think he was just trying to figure out as he goes along. Mm. Well, and it's not promo in the same way that Wiley calls out names just to like promo something <laughs> an album that was meant to drop on new year's day that hasn't dropped yet still mm. you know what i mean so i think it's a different type of promo if it is promo but i think it was more so just him like i think it was just him trying to like, figure out his opinions yeah, yeah just trying to figure out like he, i think yeah I, just, I agree with you i just think even though i think it was generally just like uh, you know what i'm bored how old is he he's young I think 23 he's like 22, yeah. 22 23. He's young. Yeah. He's, he's a baby, but I've always mm. tweeted dumb stuff at 21. 20. Not, and not he's been through a lot already. Like, yeah, he's no, been stabbed. Yeah. Um, he was in jail. He was in jail more than yeah. once. Yeah, like, um, he was in prison for a little while. Like. But that youngness, like, I get that from the album. Um, I feel like he is figuring it out. And I feel like we. He's we figuring it out and figuring it out. Figuring it out. 100%. Um, and I feel like we should give him the space to do that because I feel like, in, even in listening to the album, just for the record, I did enjoy the album. Um, I did. I did. did. I do think it's better than the first one. Um, I, said that as well. I think the That's first one will probably go down more as a classic than this one though but I do feel like this is a better album and I'll get to that as to why in a sec but like just as far as um, him being young and figuring it out like there are a lot of contradicting moments on the album as far as his content and that's okay and I feel like it it adds to the overall picture of him, not only as a person but him as an artist as well and I think it's I, I don't think contradiction is necessarily bad I think it's human yeah 100% but I feel like when any of us do contradict ourselves, there might be a bit of a panic. Um, and even in our artists as well. So that's why I wanted to make sure that I made that point that, you know, I feel like he is figuring it out and there are a lot of contradictions, but it's okay. I feel like he is growing from he's it. A, yeah, he's and he will continue so when you say contradictions, do you mean like, let's say for example, he's talking about leading an army and then he's talking about, I don't know, having, having sex with one girl. 
Is that the kind of song? Um, like he had a bar where he was like, um, I think I might have even written it down. He was some like he was like, um, get bread, avoid the drama. You can avoid the feds, but not the karma. Oh, you wrote it down, did you? Yeah, yeah, because I, I was like, oh, that's a bar, and I like that. But like, I feel like even that bar is quite contradictory because, like, you know, you've got the side of things where you're, you know, kind of breaking the law, getting in trouble with the authorities, and that. Um, I guess you are kind of concerned with consequences, but then you aren't as well because of this road life and this persona that I guess, you know, a lot of young people kind of get dragged into when they are trying to figure stuff out and they do get attached to the roads. But then on a flip side, you've got the spiritual aspect of things where, you know, you know what that what you're doing is bad, but, you know, you still can't help but do it or find yourself in these situations, but then you are still worried about what's to come. And I feel like there is contradiction in that, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, and that's one of the one of the biggest themes that I pulled from the album. There's a lot of that. I feel like there's yeah, a lot of, it's, it's, it's playing two sides. Yeah, there's a lot of moments on that on the yeah, album, yeah, which I really I, I like that. I like I like the fact that you can hear him figuring it out. But it's also a thing of I think he's given the people what he what they want in a sense because obviously he's he's prone to that sort of material, all the kind of like gun clapping, you know, ops, all that stuff. He's prone to that sort of thing. He's, it's all over his previous material. So he's given us that. He's given us that. But the, on the other flip side, it's him trying to be more conscious. Yeah. Trying to trying to find out the meaning of life, trying to help people and all that stuff as well. So I think it's the beginning of something. Yeah. Whilst also kind of sticking with his roots. So it's kind of like if you stray too far from the tree, right? mm. whatever the rest of the saying is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like that dichotomy that is kind of true within all of us. Mm. Yeah, of no, like, it's a duality that, you know, we all have to deal with. Like some of us are more loud with it than others like sometimes he can be very self-righteous on twitter so other times he can be very insensitive i think you can see that in the album as well yeah so it's very much a representation of like where he's at, at this yeah where he's at at this point to your comment about it being better than his first album i'm not sure man i think it is man because i was i, I was listening it to it on the way to this, on the way here today and i've kind of called on it i think the first time first few times i listened to it i was just really really gassed for jay huss music and then listening to it again today and just kind of like with a clearer head and stuff, having not listened to it for about a week or so. It's great. I think it's way more mature. Mm. And I think it's more, it's a more cohesive album. I was gonna, yeah. yeah, here's that word, cohesive. <laughs> I was going to uh, use that as well. <laughs> yeah. But as far as common sense, there's just so much on there. But do you know why I might feel that? Because I was late on the Jay Huss train. So when Common Sense came out, I wasn't on him like that. So the way that a lot of you Jay Huss fans would have felt it and loved it, I, I was late to that. So I wouldn't have felt the impact of it when it no, dropped. So this album, I'm here for it. I'm on the train now. So I'm paying way more attention to what's happening now, how it's being received. So I'm going to feel like that. I no, think. Common Sense was a moment in time. Like if we're talking just the importance of the album, Common Sense is always going to win above Conspiracy. I just feel like as an album, mm. sonically, productionally, bars, even the way he, he everything about this album, I just think he stepped up on another level. No, I mean, now, like you said, in a weird way, Common Sense is going to go down as a classic. This album might not. Yeah. But that's just because of the moment in time, the way it stopped everything. You know, I know who Jay Huss is. But I feel like just all around as an album, like even little stuff like, I think in the UK, when we, when we drop albums, we've got a problem with features. But like sometimes a lot of features are out of place. Mm. And I feel like a lot of our artists do that. Like some of Stormzy's features in his album, there was no need for it. Mm. Like some of the Ed Sheeran songs I wasn't there for. Just, tell it, just say it was trash. <laughs> I'm not going to call the album trash. No, just say the features were trash. Oh yeah, the features. I'm trying to Own be. it was trash. No, no, yeah, but Heady One, Heady One was, Audacity was all right. Do you get what I'm saying? So some of the features I can live with, some of the other features were trash. Decent. I feel like Husk got his features 
like a bang on, like you know, darts when he hit the middle. Yeah, like, shout out to Brav, I, like, shout out to Icy. I don't even know who that was, sister. but supposedly that's his sister. His blood sister, apparently. Brav, like that's shout his blood her, sister. Like she bodied it. Mm. The burner song. That's gonna be playing come summer on another level. Shit, that's gonna be played at the cookout a lot. Yeah, bruv. Like that's gonna be played. It's every, mad because I remember be when you sorry, I mean, when you heard the album, I remember you were like, "Yo, P, you're gonna love the tune with Burner." Straight away. And yeah, this yeah, is yeah, what yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just about to say. That's gonna be played at every Peter yeah. Shubs from oh, now until the end of like, time. Yo, like the song with Burner, the song with Coffee. Like he, he I didn't like the song with Coffee. I, I bruv, there's not. I love that song. Listening to it now again on the way here, I wasn't so hot on it. I right, fair enough. Maybe we disagree on that. I think he hit on. I just think every feature he's got on this album. He, it wasn't for the sake of just having a feature. Mm. He, it was a thought process. To saying this. that though, I think Coffee killed it. Coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely that's what I'm saying. It. Like, it's a thought process to his. And this little stuff like him and J5 are fake. <laughs> Them two together is fake. Fact. J5 is a madman. They're fake together. It really is Henri and Burkamp, Andy called Dwight York, <laughs> Liverpool in the Champions League. Like, Wait, it's just, you like the Champions League because you lot go together. You are a Champions League club. Safe. Does that not make sense? Yeah, that went. Very I, good. Yeah, I mean, you could have, you could have picked that. That went very good. Up, yeah, you could. Right, cool. Fernando Torres, Steven Gerrard. I wouldn't uh, even use that. You wouldn't use that. Nah. Um, no, no, I'm gonna get this. Oh, no, wait, wait, I'm gonna get this. Gonna Gerard get this. and someone else. Gerard Suarez. Gerard and someone else. Gerard Fowler. Gerard and someone else. Heskey. <laughs> okay. Owen and Heskey was a good punch. Oh, oh, Harman. I was gonna say Alonso. No, but that wasn't long enough. All right, we get a point, man. All right, cool. <laughs> Them two together is not fair. It's Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. It's Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We, we get it, we get it. It's Dwayne Wade, LeBron James. Oh, God, this guy, man. It's Derek Rose and Joe Kim Noah. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, them two together, nah, yeah. like, bro, like, has there ever been in the UK a producer and an artist that go so hand in hand? No, nah, J5. Off the top of your head, like an artist and a producer no. that works so well together. No. I don't think there's ever been a more uh, iconic. I don't duo. think, I think Kano and Fraser T. Smith they yeah. they work really well together, but I don't think it's like as an iconic duo like that. I don't think it's like Hassan and like J5. as soon as you but also hit. Fraser T. Smith wasn't a personality, whereas J, J Five is a personality. We live in a time now where producers are given are, are more personalities than anything else. Fraser T. Smith just really did his work, and you never really heard from him. Whereas mm. with J Five, like he's active on social media and all that stuff, we obviously acknowledge that he and J Five are unplayable together. Mm. I think J Five is top two. Best new producers in the country. I think it's top 100%. I think he's, it's a, the beats on this album, and shout out to DS, TSB as well, because he was involved as well, Nana Rogues as well, I think, like all of them that contributed. But J5, it's a lot more sophisticated, the music on this one, I think. I think the common sense, it was like dope, dope mm. production wise, but I think. Yeah. Big conspiracy. It was it was sleeker. Yeah, it was, it was more mature. The horns, horns bro, it was, it was nice, bro. Yeah. It was like it was more musical. Yeah, yeah bro. It was like you could tell he's and no, I wouldn't say it was like he's like it's like a baby. It's like a kid maturing. Like he just it's, it works now. Growth. Yeah, it's growth. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Like I, I fuck with this album, man. Like I said, I think it's better. Yeah. Than, I think it's better. Than common sense. I just common sense is always going to be common sense. Just yeah. time and the place. Like I remember when we went to go see a concert. It literally was a moment in time when the album dropped, mm. and I honestly don't think. There's a nice on the UK on Jay Huss's level. What do you mean? He is our number one guy, in my opinion. Just musically, all around the board. I think Huss is our Lionel Messi right now. Um, I think a guy from Thornton Heath would probably argue with you. Okay, he could argue with himself. Oh, fair enough. I think Huss... Who's right, the guy? Stormzy. I don't think... No, you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, yeah, just as a name-wise, yeah, Stormzy's a bigger name than Huss. I'm just talking about musically. Oh, music. I don't think musically anyone's fucking fast right now in the world. Mm. In the world? In the world. Bro. Okay, maybe. Yeah, in the world. 
Oh, in the UK, definitely. The world's quite big. The world's quite big. The world's quite big. I'm trying to think in the world. Because I don't want to say something without, you know, but someone shoots me in the head in America. Well, in the UK, at the very least, there's nobody talking to house musically for me. Like, I still remember, I think we was talking recently in one of the episodes where it was like, what we expected from Hustle album and the expectations. Yeah. And I think we all agree that there's big expectations on it. Yeah. And for us to say there's big expectations and you to come through on those big expectations, yeah. we very rarely see it in the UK rappers. We very rarely see UK rappers come through the expectations that's held on their shoulders. I in my opinion, anyway. Hustle's important, man. Um, He's al- needed. Al- although I was like, late to the party, and I can, I'm really starting to see his importance, man, just as far as his influence on the culture, on the music that is actually made from our scene as well. Um, yeah, man, he's he's one that we really need to stay out of trouble um, and just to just stay on like a straight and narrow, man. And I worry about him, man. I won't lie to you. Like this album, there were times in this album where I just kind of was thinking to myself, like, I wonder if this guy's like gone for therapy at all. There probably is a lot of PTSD that he's been stabbed, incarcerated. There's a lot there in it. So I don't know. I just, I had that feeling on a couple of tracks, you know? And, you know, I feel like he was talking a lot to a lot of like, you know, what he would call like ops or pagans like, on the album as well. And I don't know, because that theme was very prevalent on the album, I just had that feeling of Rala. I hope that he's able to kind of leave the streets and like just focus on music. I do worry about that. That's the thing though, like for someone like him, who's obviously is from the streets and that, who just so happened to be really good at music, just because you get famous and you get successful off the music doesn't mean you're leaving the situation that you're in. Yeah. Hence why he went to jail the second time. So I definitely feel, I agree with you. There's definitely PTSD there. I mean, the guy got stabbed. So there's obviously going to be that there. I hope, I hope, I mean, one of the first things I said when he got out was, I hope he takes his time with the music. We don't need it right now. Like just sort you out. Even if he's not going to therapy, I think all the tweets that he's tweeting are his way of trying to like heal Mm. because he's had a lot of stuff happen to him in a very short time. But I also think like more time when he's making music, especially on this album, if I don't even think he's tapped into his full potential. I think it's so effortless with him. I think the second album was like, he's clearly just like on another level musically, mm. lyrically. Like he was sparring on this album. I like how simplistic his bars are though. Exactly. Like he yeah, doesn't yeah, need yeah, to yeah, be like that. the multis, multi like metaphors and syllables. That's I don't what I've been trying that. to tell you, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I really like, I think he's he's able to use simplicity in, it, in its finest form and to be effective with the bars as well. I really appreciate that with him. Yeah, facts. Um, and I think like, obviously he's got a great future ahead of him. And I think it speaks a lot that he was able to go number one without really promoting the album, which ridiculous. goes to show absolutely that amongst us and people like us, he is the guy. He wasn't making like calls every day to be like, oh yeah, we're this close to number one, we're this, that, and the other. He was letting everybody else do that. But he didn't have one song. He didn't have one song released. That just speaks to his power. I don't count the songs, the two songs he released months ago because he released one of them when he was in Cuba. Mm. He didn't have a single video for this album, bro. He didn't have a single commercial. Yeah. Nothing. It's a joke for that album to go number one. We're not America. This We ain't got artists that are on that level to go big. No one's a J. Cole to go number one with no fucking promo. <laughs> now, I don't mean to bring his name, I'm just saying, because that's the only rapper I can really think of. Yeah, but Like, it's a, what did you say? I said, yeah, bet. <laughs> but like, it's a joke, bro. To go yeah. number one with no, no commercial rollout. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Jay Hussman. Well, yeah. I'm Jallo. Yeah, man. No denying it's still my favorite tune. Um, It's him doing drill. And doing it amazingly. Mm. Um, That's your favorite song? 100%. Um, Fortune Teller is hard. Um, Helicopter is amazing. Yeah, that was fire. Fight for Your Right. That's my favorite song. I knew that was yeah, my favorite song. I had a feeling. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite song. I heard man. Fight for Your Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this guy, bro. Obviously, must With be. With his B-Pice. <laughs> 
course that would be a oh, Shut up. <laughs> Deeper than rap, like that was just him just on some on yeah. some real shit. Introspective like Huss is probably my favorite Huss. And he's like, he's so like unfazed by appearing vulnerable. Mm. Oh shit. Playing the team. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite song on the album. What play play? Yeah. That was a banger. Shout out Burner Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just I love the fact that he's like. And it's not just him. There's a few like mandem out here who are making music who are like tapping into that vulnerable side of mm. themselves. I'm not going to say Jay has pioneered it, but I think he does it amazingly to where like we actually know how he's feeling. He's mm. not this guy who's pushing a bravado image or machismo image mm. onto you. Like he does that sometimes, but at the same time, he levels that with, right, I want to solve the world. I don't know where to begin mm. or any other bar like that. To where we know, like, yo, I haven't got this all figured out. Mm. I'm with, I'm just like you lot. I'm just trying to work it out and stuff. So that's what I appreciate as well, because it's not easy. I remember being that young as well, man. And you know, when you're in secondary school or when you're like uni or whatever, like you're you're figuring out, especially as a young black boy growing up in London. So it's definitely not easy to like address like your innermost, darkest, and deepest like thoughts and emotions. Do you know what I'm saying? So the fact that he's like able to do that um, so openly on the album is, yeah, man, I can respect it. Yeah, man, I think obviously he's paid a lot of trips to the Juju, man. Especially and being from the streets too. And he still, it still sounds like he's got still one foot in the streets. So it's even harder. Because like, you are you don't want to appear like to some man in the streets, like, you know, appearing um, to be in touch with your emotions can be seen as a weakness. So I imagine that he battles with that sort of, you know, struggle as well with, oh, I don't want to, you know, I want these men to still know that, listen, I'm still me, but, you know, I'm still, I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to like, you know, elevate and show that, you know what? Nah, you can express yourself. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like, obviously, I'm not going to say he doesn't want to not be of the streets, but that does give him a bit more edge. Mm. Um, especially like, not even on this album, but on like other songs where he's talking about Clark and people and stuff like that. That aggression, it kind of just adds to it. Mm. Like, And that's why he's so versatile. Like, He can give you songs where he's just talking about gun clapping guys. Then he'll give you songs about be, like, I don't know, making love to a girl and another song's about wanting to form an army and having loads of followers and all that stuff. So he, he again, like he's one of those chameleon artists, especially in the UK. And we don't have that many, like who are able to just fit any kind of subject, any kind of mood, any kind of like song he can do. So like, he's very, very versatile in, in, in that sense and very dynamic. Yeah. Like, so other people who might try that obviously don't do it as well. <clears throat> Stormzy. But you know, Jesus it's cool. This game, man. And I'm not sending the shots, but you know, it's, 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 it just, but it speaks a lot, man. It's it speaks a lot. It speaks a lot that Stormzy has to do all this. Oh yeah. We're like this many units away from the number one slot. Appreciate all your support. And Jay Huss does nothing. I mean, and Stormzy he achieves the exact same thing. Stormzy still went number one in his fourth week, which is. And Jay Huss went in the first. With no promotion. With no promotion. I'm not, yeah, yeah. Jay Huss is definitely. And it kind of got me thinking as well, like, because obviously Fuck, you know, we have our we have our three. We have Stormzy, we have Dave, we have Jay Huss, and yeah. they all have their different roles. Stormzy is obviously the biggest artist. He's the most visible. He's the one who's going to get most eyes on the scene. I think I know where you're taking this. Dave is, for me, the best rapper out of the bunch. Huss. The guy who is, like, on the other side where he's, like, very, very vocal about the things that might matter to us as a people and Huss is somewhere in the middle where he's able to fit all those moods and he's the best artist so they all serve their purpose They're kind of like a holy trinity but not exclude the holy so they all serve their purpose and it makes for great it makes for great like viewing it makes for great music as well 
So long may that continue. Like, obviously, I think Huss is the best. You know what that sounds like? What you just said though. What Drake Kendrick Cole. In a sense, yeah. Kendrick. I was thinking that, but I was trying to position them in because Kendrick. Slot. No, but reason I, say, I don't know who's who. K- Kendrick Stormzy is Drake. Stormzy is Drake because he sells the most. Huss sells think, more than Dave, and Cole sells more than Cole. I mean, Cole sells more than Kendrick. I think we so. Were, Husk is the way I look at it. Husk is Cole. Cole, yeah. He fits the middle. Yeah. And Dave is Kendrick, yeah. the bar heavy, talks about our stuff, like black people, whatever we go through. And then also, he's your favorite rapper's rapper. But like, every hip hop's head favorite rapper, if we're talking just bars. Yeah. And if, that's you take, Dave. if you take any of the man out, then. The whole genre and the whole scene is a little topsy turvy because yeah, really, we've got one of too much and we've got one of the other stuff and yeah. we need that middle ground. And yes. I think he's very much the middle ground. He's someone who can appeal to us the same way Dave does. I think he's growing to be more appealing to the other side, like Stormzy is. And yeah, he's holding the two together. Yeah, so. he really. Yeah, that's you hit. Yeah, that's really is. Yeah, Kendrick Drake. I don't know. It's actually crazy when you think about it like that, mm. isn't it? Like, when I rate Stormzy one. Drake. Do you? No, musically, just. Oh, right. Like, not being a culture project, but that's neither here nor there, guys. That's a conversation for another day. 100%. I would like to hear um, Huss with another producer. Maybe alongside J5. There wasn't, but it wasn't all J5 this album. Yeah, I think he co-produced some nah, stuff. Nah, there's a couple, like, for example. What, that just were solely produced by other yeah, people? Yeah, like, No Denied oh, okay. was just solely TSB. TSB. Oh, okay. Reckless oh, yeah, was Sonny Kelly and TS- it TSB. It seems so seamless. Yeah. yeah Even Helicopter, yeah. just TSB. Okay, fine. And Fight For Your Right was IO. Does J5 produce for anyone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm NSG. NSG. Um, I think he produced for One Pop Singer. Can't remember her name. I produced a remix. J5's had a, cu- a few big songs. Okay. But he's I very, like, he's not just in that world. He's trying to branch out he's trying to be like a super producer of sorts mm-hmm. and he's already on his way he's got the flipping he's got the techers it's stupid yeah. bro I think I said it to... with JD Reed. as soon as you hear J5 you're sitting up because mm. you know you're in for like yeah and he picks wisely which I like about him he doesn't give his beats to any of dickhead <laughs> yeah and it's not on any of but he breaks himself yeah that's what I like about him because some producers I think as soon as they get a fee they will give their they will give their production to I rather do what you want with it. Yeah, I think J Five is really much about if it doesn't musically fit, I'm not giving you my my track. Yeah, you need to do something with this that I could co-sign. Yeah, he more or less confirmed that when I interviewed him. Like he's like basically what you said. He's very very particular. Yeah, for so. But at the same time, it's like that particularity yields results. Mm. Like he's a hit maker, proven hit maker. Like options, NSG, obviously everything with J Huss. Like guys, unstoppable. I think he's got a few Western songs as well that are big. Probably. He's got, you know, he does. I think he's got like three Western songs that are big. He's, yep. he's, he's, salute to it, J5, man. I'm happy yeah, for man. him, bro. Like, it's about time, I feel like our producers never get love. Mm. So it's about time that we're starting to get to the point now where we swap our producers because we're still young in the game that could be like, yo, you're, you're, you're on your way to being a legend. Salute to you. Yeah. I mean, I know it's early, but is there already one of the albums of the year? It feels very much similar to... I'm not answering that. The only reason, this is what I'm going to say. It's not the same <laughs> album, but there's some albums you could tell early that they potentially can be. Little Sims came out, what, February? We were talking about it already. But we need other albums to compare it to. Not really. We said Little Sims is going to be there come end of the year. I remember us specifically saying... I think you might have said that personally. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm talking for all of um, us. I, 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 I think it's difficult yeah, to but say. I remember saying Little Sims, there's some albums that you know are so good that it's definitely going to be UK album. It's going to be up there for the UK. 100%. I think in the UK, you'll 
that's what I meant. UK. Oh, UK I, then. Yeah. Quote me on this. UK, end of the year, it's going to be a top two album. Yeah, I think, I don't think, I don't know many artists who can, can, even produce, attempt to. can produce something like that, like us, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. So for that reason, I think it's already one of the albums of the year. Even if we don't have as many albums from top tier artists or like mainstream artists or people that we actually want to hear yet, I don't think many of them are going to be fucking with this Huss album. If I'm honest, they'll try their best, but <laughs> it might not. It might not pop off like that. You know it, what I'm saying? It'd be good to see you like where he's at in a few years from now. Peace of mind, maybe. Oh, he's gonna be um, musically how he will grow. Whether he's still working with J Five and stuff, like it'd just be good to see where he's at. Yeah, I don't... personally don't see him making music for much longer. If I'm honest, really? if he's out, I think maybe by the time he's thirty, the productivity maybe will have decreased. Because I think even from this album, you could tell. Like, I think he feels like he's here for a higher purpose. In a sense, well, it's a new the team, music right? is still going to be like it's still going to bang, and I think he's still always going to make music. But I just don't think it's going to be as regular as a we might want or b as just as general. Really, nah, I get what I you just mean. sense that I, I could get, be wrong, but mm. I get what you mean because there's some people that just check out, and the person that checked out, I'm waiting for he's about to drop an album with J Electronica, so I get your point. Yes, and even the people who say they're going to check out don't check out. Jay Z, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> That was two good people we fought back there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jay well, Electronica. One good person. <laughs> Shout out to you. Bro, no. Sorry. He's a bum. Jay Electronica was moved to your girl saying, bro, why are you so angry? I've been said he was a bum. A bum is vicious, I've bro. I've been said he was a bum. You really don't like Jay Electronica? I don't like him. It's just like, bro. He's a bit of a bum, isn't he? He's a bum. A bum, bro. He's a bum. Yeah. I don't do that to He ain't dropped an album in 10 years, bro. He's dropping one in February to 20... Bro, he's been lying to me since 2011. Yeah, that's a, I'm not going to lie. Soul to Light for a decade, yeah. For Soul to Light to Soul for a decade. Bro. I believe him this time when he said he's dropping an album, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. We're completely digressing, man. 100%. So, uh... <laughs> I just want to put on. I just want to put on record. I believe Jay Electronica is coming out of an album in 40 days. But do we have any more thoughts on Jay House's album? No, that's right. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Cool. All right, then. What about you? Um, it's an amazing album. Um, I think while maybe not as good as Common Sense, which was obviously an amazing debut, it's a very strong second. Like obviously a lot of artists struggle with the sophomore slump and that, but he, he saw that sophomore slump and kicked it to the curb because he wasn't making, there was no such thing as that for him. I think it's an amazing body of work. I think it's very mature, concise, straight to the point. Like, salute to Hussman. Yeah, he's like, big up, man. he's easily like, one of the best artists we've got. We need to protect him at all costs and make sure that we do all we can to make sure that he matures and grows in a way that produces amazing music and obviously keeps his peace and his sanity. Yeah, hopefully he keeps his sanity, man. It's a vicious game. 100%. So yeah, that's all. Salute to j basically. So yeah. Salute to Muhammad Ujjala. Let's move on to the next topic. And I'm Peter, let, take the wheel. I'm, yeah, I'm going to let Peter take the wheel on this one because... Um, <laughs> It was guess- a, it's, a, it's a very topical one because obviously Valentine's Day is around the corner, oh, you know, man. lads, ladies. And knowing us, just guess who came up with this topic. <laughs> yes. Knowing going, all gonna... three of our personalities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> knowing all three of our personalities, oh, we're going to take it to the person who thought it was a good idea to come up with a Valentine's Day themed topic. Over to you, Peter. Um, LL Cool Pete. That has a ring to it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that kind of has a ring no. to it. LL Cool Pete. Yeah. yeah you know when cool you say that like, I've got a load of voices. Nah, I'm not going to Yuck. <laughs> Nah, basically, I've had this thought for some time now, man. And it just so happened that Valentine's Day was coming up. So I thought it might be appropriate for us just to talk so about it. Just so happened. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I've been thinking about this for a minute. And um, I just feel as though, I think when you look at hip hop historically, you've always had like the rap ballad. Um, and I just feel like- Can you some examples? Um, you obviously had LL Cool J, I Need Love, um, A Tribe Called Quest, Benita Apple Bum, like songs like that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like over the years, songs that kind of express love to, you know, a friend or a partner or whatever have like decreased over the years. So I just wanted to put it to you, man. And, um, you know, just ask if, you know, has, if romantic rap is dead. Um, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. It's a tricky one because I've got a counter argument. Is R&B still alive? Yes. Because there's somewhere I'm going with this. Yes, it is. To the same level it was before. It's different, but it's still alive. The reason I say that is because it doesn't seem it's as relevant as it was when we was growing up. Uh... Do you get what I mean? So if love songs in R&B are going away, wouldn't naturally rap, love songs in rap go away, if you get what I'm saying? Not necessarily. They're not. They're not. But if are they mutually exclusive? Yeah, because if the main source of where we go for love songs isn't popping, yeah, but I need love wasn't. No, I'm not saying I know that was a rap song, but my point is, it's it's hard to kind of explain what I mean. If we say the main source, of I think you're thinking that like a rap ballad has to have. No, it doesn't. Like, I need love didn't have a rapper in it. A, a, a singer in it. it. Yeah, exactly. It was just LL rocking out. I need love. But my point is, <laughs> if R and B isn't as big as it was before, maybe people ain't trying to roll the dice on being lovey dovey anymore. If you get my point. Yeah, but that formula of having a singer on your hook. Is still very profitable within rap. So I don't understand why uh, the rap ballad isn't still as popping. Obviously, you have like, you still have artists that do it. Like, Wale's really good at getting in that bag, um, kind of exposing himself, being vulnerable and professing love to a woman. He's very good at doing that. But I just feel as though it's not as prominent as it once was. Um, and I feel as though, like, with, with, with that, I think it kind of, I think music a lot of the time, especially within rap, it reflects what is often going on within society. And I feel as though, especially amongst the youth, hip hop is a young, it's young, isn't it? Like we look more to, obviously we're older, but like essentially you still look at, you know, the youth that tend to run it. Um, and I think because a lot of them aren't really, from what I gauge in it, they're not really that fussed about falling in love or professing it or even being able to do that. And I feel like that's being mirrored within the music, which is why we're probably getting less of it. But also I feel like society is kind of taking over a little bit more. So I'll give you an example. Something like, so Rhapsody's last album was a celebration of black women, right? Mm. I think the societal portrayal of black women, for instance, as a whole societal topic has probably taken credence more and in, in, like, in society over the last few years. And that is reflected in the culture. So I think maybe nowadays, as much as people do or want to talk about love and romance in their raps, maybe the time isn't necessarily right because there are other pressing issues at, at hand. And like you said with the youth, yeah, they probably there probably is a semblance of them not really caring because I feel like the youth more time are just talking about partying and drink and drugs and all that stuff as well. So I think that definitely has a role to play to it. I think, yeah. I think there's always been, um, we've always been going through shit. So I don't think that's a... I don't know if that's a fair statement to say that there are more pressing issues. 
when Elwell did it, you, like blacks and Amer- African Americans in, in the States were still getting fucked up by the it's feds. Why? Because social media. It makes all the, well, not just social media, but the accessibility to seeing these problems in real time. Maybe back in the day, we didn't have internet, we didn't have mobile phones, we weren't seeing as much of these issues, even though we were hearing about it. Nowadays, I feel like those issues might be accelerated more because we see them more, they're more in real time, they're more in the flesh. So it takes more prominence over our psyche in that of that time rather than hearing about, let's say Rodney King, for instance, or you know anything like that. So I think it's definitely something that should be considered. But another thing to consider is maybe rappers don't find it profitable anymore. Mm. It probably is that as well. So obviously when L did it, he was, it was a like a pioneer, I said, of, of it sorts. It was a new thing. It was a new thing. It was a pioneer of sorts. Um, and then it became, and obviously like Ja Rule and shit like that. Ja Rule was like, kind of like, like, like that, right? <laughs> ja Rule was different though. Cause why are you looking at me? Cause you're the Ja Rule connoisseur. But Ja Rule had, when we're talking about it, we're just like strictly just rapping about love, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ja Rule was different. Ja Rule always had a shiny What's on that, that one bitch then? Ja Rule had a shiny on that song. And Charlie Baltimore. Is that not a romantic song? Or? Yeah, but his song more like a thug. Yeah, his his song his songs more had women in it as well. Though it wasn't just him. Ballad about just what about mm. do for love Tupac. Yeah, that's a perfect that's a example. perfect example. Fair news. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I disagree with you. Yeah. I feel like um, even us as a people, like people get into relationships all the time. People love. Love is like infinite, man. That's something that's just never going to go nowhere. People fall in love all the time. So I don't know if you can say that um, there are more pressing issues. I feel like it's just another chamber. It's a, it's a different chamber of your human experience. So I don't feel like yeah, well, it, people, can't, it can't still be spoken about. I think it's yeah, music. But people are exploring other chambers of what's happening in society more. And that's why we're talking yeah. about this. I just think it's not profitable. That's what I meant with the RB thing. RB's not as popular as... I just think love... Music isn't as profitable yeah, like, as for rappers. Before. Yeah, I just don't think it's as profitable. There's a reason why RB's in decline a little bit, and there's a reason why people don't rap about it. I just don't think the money's in it. I don't think people care as much as people ain't invested in love songs as we were before. I disagree, man. I feel like, I because, because, because you know, because you know, um, I think statistically, women probably buy more music than anything. But has rap ever really been majorly concerned about love? Yeah, no, it's been majorly, of majorly. course, it's always. Um, no, nah, never made you. I feel like a lot of the early um, rap songs that started crossing over had like, maybe not necessarily love, but that sort of feel where you have the female singer on the hook. It may not be um, about love as far as the subject, but you had that feel that it was a bit softer, a bit tender. So you could still say that, yeah, rap has always had sort of an affinity for that in a sense. I don't know if you can make that comparison though, because- nah? Because at the end of the day, if I'm a rapper and I get a woman on, on my hook, that doesn't necessarily, well, I suppose it does suggest a lightening of the tone, but I don't think, it, I don't think that should be the default meaning necessarily. Because mm. you, could have, you could have a Charlie Bottomore on your song, but she, she was barring on that song. She was song. barring. She was, was barring. So her, it doesn't necessarily- bars, but she was barring. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, so it doesn't necessarily, I think it depends on a certain artist. Yeah. Someone like a Mary J. Blige, if you get her on the hook, then you know it's going to be a little bit softer. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to get someone like, I don't know, like a Charlie Baltimore or, you know, maybe even Missy Elliott to an extent. If you get a Remy Ma, you know what time it is. Exactly. So it depends. I think it depends on the artist as well. So, yeah, man, I just think... I think it might be deeper. I feel like with a lot of um, rappers these days, I feel like there's a fear. 
I feel like there's a fear to be vulnerable and there's a fear to dive into that side of themselves and there's a fear to kind of um, park ego and profess like a level of love for um, an interest. I feel like a lot I, of artists I these days are a bit... You don't think so? I, I gotta disagree man. because I don't know they even if it's not even if they're not not to say that they don't still do it because yeah. they they definitely do but just not as much. But I think we live in a time generally where rappers are more vulnerable. So even if they're not talking about love per se, they're talking about their depression. They're talking mm. about their mental health. They're talking about you know maybe losing someone. Juice World, rest in peace. Lucid Dreams was basically about him. I think losing someone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think the vulnerability is the issue i think it's where they choose to place it mm. they might be and this is why i say there's more pressing issues because you might be in love with someone but you might be more depressed or you might mm. see more people who hate black women or hate black men and stuff like that so i think it's probably gone down in the pecking order and again it, it's a bunch of things really i think it's also not profitable either because but to be fair if you're going to make a good song that's a good song with a with a catchy hook or whatever then it's probably going to be profitable but maybe people just don't want to take the chance as much anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But as far as it being like um, a subject matter, I'm, I'm trying to understand why it's not more of a subject matter though. Well, to be honest, and this is just me, maybe I'm jaded, but I just, I think there are too many love songs out there, man. Really? 100%, man. Like who? Every, like, and this is just out, this is outside of rap as well though. No, I'm talking about rap though. I'm oh, talking rap. about rap, yeah. Oh, rap. Oh, in that case, no. Nah. But I think generally there are just too many rap love songs. So I'm more than happy to not... <laughs> Sorry, that's quite funny. I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy to not hear as many. Because mm. every time I go on like... Anytime I watch the TV and I'll go on like a music channel, every song is about fucking love. And I'm just like, bruv, okay, we get it. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm maybe, not gonna lie, I quite miss it, man. I feel like, bruv, these I'm days rappers lie, talk about yo, like... I quite miss it, bruv. I can't even lie. I miss the whole... I miss ballads with rappers singing. I don't know why. Maybe I'm in my feelings. I miss my I miss rappers talk about love. I miss the whole draw on a shanty face. Can't lie, fam. I miss the female singer and the guy rapping. And Yemi, to your point about there being too many, I feel like these days rappers are more concerned about how many women they're sleeping with. No, nah, no, nah, rappers are definitely and, open and, up to you know bro. feeding their ego and and being braggadocious it about depends. it. There are not many that are talking about it from a perspective of raw. Like I've seen this woman; she's absolutely amazing. I adore her. I want a wife. I want to do this. You have so, songs so like, like Common. Common's the king. Yeah, of that. Common. Like yeah, Common precisely yeah, yeah. the light and all that. Yeah. But that's that's more so what I'm trying to get at. Why is there not more of that as opposed to this over-saturation of um, I fucked this bitch, this, that, and the third. I think it goes to That's most what point. I'm trying to get to. I think it goes back to most point of it being more profitable. Also, it's just more fun. Like a lot of these rappers. <laughs> here's the thing. It's a lot more fun to hear someone talk about how many bitches they fucked rather than hearing someone say, oh yeah, I met this John at the corner shop. She was looking amazing. Her thighs resembled, I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't rap. But at the end of the day, I think, especially for the new generation, who are literally here just to have fun, they don't necessarily care for the craft or anything. I'm talking about mainstream rappers. I'm talking about the little pumps and them, man. They're just out here to have fun and say whatever they need to say to get paid. So they're not going to rap about that sort of thing. I think we, the older generation were very much on that. Maybe because it reflected the time. Because mm. in the 90s, especially, I feel like there was a lot more emphasis on that. Yeah. Whereas now, for whatever but reason... But not even just the 90s, the 2000s too. Like 2000s Slum well. Village had a bunch of songs 
speaking about like you know falling in love they had a song called fall in love um like far side as well passing me by that's a love song um flipping method man with mary j you're all i need that's a love song so and these are some of like the hardest rappers so i'm just trying to understand like what is it what's the issue with like what does masculinity mean today that it didn't mean when these artists were doing it are we looking at it differently today maybe it's just maybe Maybe. I mean, it's a difficult one because obviously they did it. Not to say that speaking about love makes you more masculine, but I, I'm just, I don't, I, I like a balance. And Are I we overthinking like, it though? Could it just mean but, not? But I also think you can still find that balance if you look hard enough. But it, that's what I'm saying. There isn't that balance. Okay. So you. Which is why. I'm you don't like, think it's there at all? Nah, man. It's just not there like it might be enough. Just a, it might just be a moment in time where it's not a thing right now. Wait. We're trying to find out the answer. Why? I mean, look, I just, again, I'm, I, I will say that I just think priorities have changed. I don't think people, <laughs> I really don't think people, certain rappers or certain people, for whatever reason, are really concerned about letting the world know that they love that one girl. No, as opposed to, but then they're concerned with letting the world know that they banged this girl and they banged that girl. It's an easy sell though, isn't it? But they banged, not just they banged a girl, they banged another man's girl, which really has to stop. I really hate that. Yeah, that's weird, man. It's but really like, weird. Like you said, it's, it's, I generally, I maybe I'm naive. I generally think it just comes out the profits. It's the easier sell just talking about what everybody else is talking about and knowing that's what you're gonna buy. If you get what I mean. Mm. If I know this is selling, and I just want to make it, bro, it's a winning formula. I'm gonna take that winning formula. Yeah. Like God bless Wale, but Wale, why is Wale not as big as? Bro, but when he um, releases those type of songs, like they, they it's not go. It's, they don't. Though. No, they do. How long? What song went? What song went? He just did a song with Jeremiah and on, how big, on Chill. How big? Pete, that, I know that's number one. That was number one. Pete, that does something not as, number one. But as the Wale correspondent, has he been doing that all his career? Yes. He had Lotus Flower Bomb. From the beginning. Yeah. Lotus Flower Bomb banged. Different type of artist, Lotus, Lotus Flower Bomb banged. I want to say on Chill with Jeremiah banged like that, bro. And you ain't, you ain't been listening then. Because that, that, that went number one. Went number in one America. in what? In America. Let me find out right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Wale has a number one in America? It did. On Chill did not go number one. Unchill did not Even go number that one. Even that Unchill did not no, go no, no. number one. Oh. It might have went number one in the urban charts. It did not go number one in the Billboard 100. Whatever. Stop that. It even went platinum or it went number one. That's, the what, point, I, that's the what I have point, to ask. The point I'm trying to it make... Went number, it went number 34. It went number one in the Riffin Wards. <laughs> that matters. <laughs> that matters, bro. I knew Unchill did a bang. It did bang, though. Because it went number one. Sue Surf went number one on Riffin Wards. What are we on about here? Sue Surf went number two in the hip hop charts. How the hell are we talking about Sue Surf and the topic about My romance? My point is, if you're the urban charts or the river charts, God bless you. That does not count as banging. My well, point it is, it banged, no, bro. It counts as banging in a certain banged. demographic. Bro, it banged, it banged, why? Well, because it went number two in the river awards, yeah? It, it banged. No, you just hear, I'm hearing it everywhere. I'm People just saying, love I, it. I, we really got to agree and disagree on that. I don't think it banged. The reason, that's my point. It's not profitable. Who cool, went number one in the He river. got a plaque for it. Let me check if he got a plaque because I see he number so one. So it must have been here. He went number he, in the US hip hop. He got some sort of plaque for him. Even in the R and B hip hop songs, he went number eleven. I don't know what plaque he gave from the. Either number one way, it was a successful song that spoke about romance. It was fairly yeah, successful. Yeah, it was fairly successful. That's my point. Fairly. It was, yeah, it was fairly so, successful. Yeah, that's my point. So it wasn't really. Like, my point is, if it if it comes out to profits. You're not making that much money talking about love right now, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, so it's kind of proving your point. Yeah, you're not getting paid like that talking about love. Yeah, but Wale is a different type that's of artist. Not, he's, not, he's not a fair measuring stick. That's my, no, but my point with Wale is, why, is, why do you think Wale's not as loved, like, gets the love that he deserves? Because we all agree Wale's Because he's a bit of a dick. Right, that's enough. why. Fair enough. 
So it's also about him being likable as a person. What was the last- 50 Cent dropped 21 questions. That's a love song. Let that, me give you that, an example. You're going to tell me that in bang. That was when it was okay, profit okay. for you. How do you feel- No, that's when it was profitable. How do you feel? I'm saying it's not now. Bro, we're not. The, the, the times haven't changed that much. But Peter, how do you feel? Bro, 21 questions for 2005. So you don't feel like the music, non-lyrical rap wasn't- was banging back then. I'm just saying, I think today- The point I'm trying to make is the times haven't changed that much. We're in a time where non-lyrical rap is banging in the mainstream. Yeah. 2005 was the exact same. 20 more questions popped then. I don't understand why it wouldn't pop now. I don't think it would, man. No, so you think it, it's the I music? Think it would. I think it would, but again, it goes down. Catchy hook goes down to- The person of the artist as well. The, the, yeah, the persona of the artist as well. But oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question. How mm. do you feel nowadays when you hear Jay-Z talk about rap about Beyonce? I love it. You love it. Because that's his real life. More and more. and like, you know, we, I don't know, man. I just like when artists talk about things that are relatable. Cool. More time I'm cringing. <laughs> but that's because... you. You don't like R&B. You don't like soft shit. That's not true. Don't do that. You don't know, bro. I loved Zoe Snow Allegra's album. Did you? Yes. Why did you, so you look so happy? I, <laughs> right, cool. I give it a chance. I just don't tell Who's album? But anyway, uh, Snow Allegra. She's fire too. Anyway. Snow, De Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra. Did she say nigga? Did she? That's what I heard. Don't do that. She white. That's what I heard. We're going to talk about this. I heard she did like she Sabrina white. Claudio. We're going to talk white. about this post pod. Yeah. She's Iranian and yeah. Swedish. And she said nigga. We're going to talk about this post pod. Apparently. We're going to talk about this post pod. Don't do this, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but her. The only snow I like is snow the product. Don't, don't do that. Shut up. Shut up. Only, only snow I like is snow the product. But she's Mexican. She never said so. She probably did. Shut up. Cool. Only snow I like is. And they probably allow her to do it too. Yeah. Shout out to Fadjo. But anyway, I feel like. Maybe in hip hop nowadays, I think there's more of me than you in a sense where we might not necessarily want to hear that stuff. If it comes, then cool. And I think it probably takes more established artists to talk about that sort of thing to make it more acceptable for the newer generation. But if there's not as many people in the older generation necessarily doing it, then they're not necessarily going to replicate. It's not going to be re replicated in, or it is going to be replicated in, in the newer generation, especially mm. because in the newer generation, there's a focus on amongst the mainstream people anyway, I'm not talking about the YBNs or any of the lyrical people, mm. there's more of a want to rap about what is going to sell, which is partying, which is fucking bitches, all that stuff. So I genuinely think that romance rap, love rap have just has just fallen by the wayside. A, because of that. B, because I feel like more topics and more like societal issues have probably taken more prominence. Or they just don't want to do it. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I, you can't tell anybody to not do any to do something if they don't want to. At the end of the day, if they see, and I, I imagine a lot of it might be sometimes, maybe labels, maybe labels are telling them maybe chill on that a little bit as well. Because I know from my experience working for a label, there was one group I won't name, but they handed over an album to the label and the label turned it down. So I imagine there's a there's there might be some of that in play as well. So I, I imagine it's a lot of... It could be like, many things. It will come it, back, it, it could be, it's it could be many things. Even back. in the UK side, I'd like to hear more. I think the last one that I remember banging was Kano Brown Eyes. What, in 05? <laughs> that was really everywhere. Have you been in the hyperbolic Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh yeah, you haven't listened to Stormzy's first album. I was going to say, you you, Cigarettes and Kush. You have, have you been in the hyperbolic time cigarettes and Kush? Yeah. Cigarettes and Kush was a big one. <laughs> you said hyperbolic time jungle? Yeah, bruv. Yeah, He's got the hair in it. I certainly have. I like what you've done there. He Thank definitely has Vegeta's hair. You would definitely love Cigarettes and Kush then. Cigarettes? Yes, With Kalani. And Lily Allen. Listen to that. But also listen to, um, listen to Stormzy Birthday Girl, which is basically his birthday song for Maya Gemma. Listen to that song he did with most stats. Shine Girl. Shine Girl. Listen to Shine Girl. Um, Stormzy's your guy for that. 
Okay. Storm says a lot. Now we've given him reason to actually listen to Storm. says a lot. You'll like Shine Girl. Actually, no, you won't like Shine Girl. Take it back. You hate Shine Girl. Okay. I'll listen. No, you own it. I remember you listen to own it. Yeah. You'd like it? No. Why? And Sheeran? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I Yo, I love the fact that I'm not Peter. <laughs> but yeah, man, but I, uh, just in conclusion, I think it's going to come back. I feel yeah. like in hip hop, there's a lot of things that go cyclical. Mm. I feel like- Where do you see it coming back? back? With who? Sorry, my I phone. think it will come back I think in, it's, in Yeah, but splurts. I think it's going to come back in Spurs. I don't, I don't think it was, it can't be over for love ballads and love songs in hip hop. It can't be I don't done. think it is though. I just think in the mainstream sphere or maybe- I don't want to say we haven't been looking hard enough, but I don't think it's necessarily over because I feel like even if you look at some of your favorite artists or new artists who are just coming up, there probably is something there. It might not necessarily fit the description, but they're making some kind of stuff. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but I don't, I don't want to believe that it's necessarily gone, gone. Mm. I mean, obviously it might not necessarily reach the levels of LL Cool J again or Bismarcky, just a friend, shout out him. Um, or even like a Jay-Z son cry. I just yeah. want a team like Ja Rule and Ashani. I just want Ja Rule back. But I don't necessarily think- Where's like, Ja? But Sorry. Also, but also like, <laughs> I don't want to necessarily make the connection between having a woman on the hook and love rap so exclusive. No, they're not. They're not. Because it's not. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a woman. Sorry. Miguel and J. Cole are doing a good thing for a couple of- They got two free consoles with each other. What was folding clothes? I want to fold clothes for you. That's, it was that's, trash. I actually liked it. it but I like the beat anyway. I hated that song. But that's oh, romance. Like yeah, yeah. That's romance. I suppose. So that's the, what do you mean you suppose? Nah, is that is that romance? I want to fold clothes yeah, for you. Yeah, that's a big sign of love. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> very... And here's the thing. I feel like that is what is representative of what music is these days. I think... So the tempo's a lot. It's not, not as even slow. That. I, think, no, I think it's the subject matter. I think it's super, super duper relatable stuff like folding clothes mm. for someone or Scissor saying that she's a side chick and she's enjoying it or mm. she's not enjoying it. Oh, I, see what I think it's see what very, very relatable stuff now that is hitting. And that's why people like Summer Walker, Scissor, Frank Ocean. Well, bro, and them, they're, are, they're singers though. I'm talking I know about that. rap. I know that, I know that. But to take it back to J. Cole, that is the new romance rap because it's super duper relatable. It reflects the times that we're in as far as musically, people wanting to be more relatable. And it might not necessarily be, I need love, but it's a different version, which is more or less saying the same and thing. And that's fine, but there's just not enough of it. Like J. Cole Folding Clothes is one example, bro. Like from this new generation of rappers. I give you back to Stormzy songs. Yeah, but that's Stormzy. I'm talking about like whoever else. That's like two artists you've just given me. Yeah, but you don't really listen to the new gen like that. So I couldn't even tell you. I, I listen, man. I listen to who I need to be listening to. You don't listen to the new gen, bro. I listen to who I need to be listening to. That's my point. You don't listen to the but new like, gen. I could give you like a bag of like love rap ballads from like, 96 to like 2007. <laughs> like, this guy's the love rap historian. Do you know what I'm saying? Really so like, I, I just feel as though it's just not as prevalent and I, prominent. He said a comeback. I don't think it is either. It's I think we all agree. We can yeah, all agree on that. Yeah. But yeah, like I think you both touched on the reason as to why, but I don't know. I do lean more towards it being an artistry thing though. Well, then I don't disagree with it, but yeah. I just, my finger's always money, man. That's mm. all it comes down to. I hope it comes back. I, I miss it, bro. I think it's everything. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I think I, it's that. I think it's what I said about society generally how long would you say it's been gone um it's been sporadic isn't it you've heard some here and there over like the last like no god knows how many years but it's just i don't know if, i don't remember the last time there was like a clear defining period where there was just like bare maybe like a decade do you know what i'm saying okay so what was what was the initial defining that de like definitely um period? i feel like that and i 
that neo soul era was like a defining time when there was a lot of them for me. But that's not rappers. No, but I'm talking about the rappers that were like doing that sound though. The Commons, the Talib Kualis, the Most Deaths, the Far Sides, the Slum Villages, like they they were doing it. And I was like, that was that was I feel like in that particular moment, it was there was a lot of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a theory here. Oh Might boy. be a reach. Oh boy. So oh, here we go. Hello, Cool J's time. I need love. It was around the time when I suppose you could say it was like New Jack Swing was was in its like yeah. beginning period. All of that was love stuff. Kind of part of it together. You just mentioned rappers and Neo Soul. Perfect time matched together. Rap doesn't really have that now. It doesn't have a partner, genre-wise, that can match with rap and then produce this sort of music. R and B and rap is always gonna be like Yeah, partners. but I don't yeah, but I also don't think it's as prevalent the connection nowadays as it used to be. Like you don't see as many I mean you do, but these times like rap R and B singers are trying to rap. Are trying to rap or do like trappy stuff. It's actually you know what I'm saying? So I just think it's a little more disjointed now than it was before. Mm. And maybe that could explain a little bit why we don't see as much Mm. as well. It's just a theory, but we've had some great like rap ballads over the years. Oh, what's up in your favourite, sir? What's your top three, sir? I thought you'd never ask. What's your top three? Oh, top I three? I did not want to ask. No, you know why I said top three? This guy would have gone up to 60. 60 <laughs> Come on, bro. Um, you you can put me on sir. a spot. Top three, I'll probably say Tupac, Do For Love. Um, today, I'm feeling like <laughs> Common The Light. Okay. And one um, more, sir. Um, I don't feel like LL Cool J's Around The Way Girl was a love song. So I'm not going to... I love that song, though, but I'm not going to put that in there. Um... The Roots, You Got Me. I really like that song. It had, um, I think it had Jill Scott on it first and then they booted her off it and put Erica. Don't say it like that. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They, it was hella, hella, hella disrespectful. They Jazzy Jeffter. They Jazzy Jeffter. Hello. Hold that big man. That's um, why you started doing that thing on the microphone. <laughs> but yeah, I know you might ask me for free, but I'm going to give two months to give my top five because oh, you know we bro, do top it, fives it, for everything. It, 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 had to, it had to be. Um, oh. And then I might throw on there. You're going to throw in there. I'm going to throw in there Tribes Benita, Apple okay. Um, and then still the baddest. I think Jay's song "Cry" was more of a heartbreak song. Can yeah. you say that was a love song? I don't nah. know. Nah. Someone done a terrible remix to that song, by the way. Um, you know Vado? Who? Oh, Vado. Vado done a remix to the song "Cry." Uh, I, yeah, I'd never want to hear that. Vado. And you know who it was about? Angelie. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you can keep that. Um, and then I might have Method Man. You're all I need. I think that's the greatest one ever, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that might be the, the greatest one ever. I think that's the greatest one ever. Like, I think that's number one by a clear margin. I loved Kanye Bound too, though. Even though that was more lust and love. Because he was just talking about beating Kim, that whole thing. I, like that song. I hate that song. I love that song. Do For Love is in my top five. The Far Side Passing Me By was... Yeah. I don't have a top five. For that's this. fine, sir. J Electronica Raw to Pod... Never mind. What about I Used To Love Her by Common? Is that a love song? Even though it's about hip-hop. I don't think that's a love song. Uh, I don't think that's... It's a play on... It's a great yeah, play on words, I, think, I, think I, think I was going to mention it, but I think you could put that in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a platonic love. Hey. And um, I, I was going to name one, but I'm going to save that for my song of the week next week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You could, I mean, you can say it because the podcast comes after now, doesn't it? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, suspenseful. I mean, it doesn't have to be a secret. I just say it, fam. <laughs> Honestly, just say it. Because I'm Black Star, to... Brown Skin Lady. 
Okay, cool, cool. Right, Brown cool. skin, let it. Didn't need that. You know what's one of my favorites? What? And I think it is enough because all we spoke about is love. Um, definition. What's different to leave? It's not a love song. Is that not a love song? Absolutely. In what universe is that a love Absolutely song? Absolutely not. Yo, about... if that's a love song, it's a habit. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a roll back. So there's a lot in there. <laughs> Yo, I'm a roll back. Nasty. I'll take it back. Because what they talk about is Yo, the... making love to definition, Black Yo. Star is nasty. <laughs> that's a love song to me, guys. Because what they talk so about is... You'd rather make love to definition than I brown mean, skin black lady. Women. Huh? You might make love to music still. Nah. Nah, not for a while. Nah. I made love to DMX once and I was like, never that's again. Nasty. I can't even tell you the last time I did. Nasty. Yo, fam, when you hear, if you're pumping, yeah, and you hear, stop, <laughs> drop, shut it down, don't put up shop, and you're pumping away, yeah, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you're, you're getting your strokes in, niggas wanna, nah, it's a bit fucked. It's yo, bit yo, fucked. yo, yo, you're, you're wrong in Tottenham, man. You're, you're, you're an absolute wrong. Man, them are raised different in Tottenham, man. I can give you one more. You're an absolute wrong. And it was another song I made love to, and I was like, never again. Because I was going to make a joke about him making love to Griselda, but Absolutely that tops not. it. Nah, that nah, tops nah, it. No, 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 no. But that aside, though, yeah. No, my one is <laughs> a joke. I know he hates rap. Can I just say? My one is <laughs> a joke. <laughs> no, no, can I just say? Can I just say, guys, yeah? My one is banter. We was all in a yard. Oh, boy. And we heard someone beating to. Please remind me, you, man, because I don't remember. You know uh, what was the yeah. madness that we heard man beating to? What was that tune? What was the madness? What was oh. it? Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. What song was it, though? What song was it? I thought I heard Kate Nah, he don't listen to Kendrick. I Rana. think it was Game How We Do. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> it was Game. It was Game. I don't remember what song from Game, yeah, but it was playing Red Album. Ah, he's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but she was kind of grimy, though. Yo, yeah, he was beating to Game. Sinko. Yeah, he was beating to Sinko. Yeah, shout, he was beating to Game. Sinko. Because I don't beat to music. I don't beat in general. We're editing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. This nigga has sex, yeah. Segis. <laughs> he has sex. Nah, this is my, This is not getting edited oh, out, fam. Man. That's my nigga for life. That's my best man at my wedding, but he beat to how we do from, and he knows who he is. All right, well, the moral of the story is, clearly beat you, to man, how we do. Clearly you, Ew. Yeah, that's a uh. Yuck. But the moral of the story is, clearly you, man, want more romance in your raps. And hey, even if it doesn't come, you've got loads of others from the past to dig into and understand and deep a little bit more. So it's very true. Shout out to romance rapper. Big up. Big up. All right, let's move on to the final topic of the day. So it's a bit of a fun one. PR, you're just going to lead this one too. I've got to lead this as well. Yeah, man. Um, big up, Double, Rich. double duty, double duty. You big, came up to both. You, you smashed it this week. Um, hey, man. Executive producing this episode and that. You oh, really are in it? Come on. EP in that. LeBron oh, James, the shot. On. EP. Something like that, yeah. So anytime, I remember Nas had a bar where he was, he was moaning about, and they won't let me EP their tapes. That was Bruh, when that you was, pick beats the way you do, was, why would they let you executive can produce I just their tapes? No, that was so unnecessary. That's, that bar was from... <laughs> that was so unnecessary. That bar was from Let Nas Down Remix after J. Cole had Let Nas Down. And then he said, they won't let me EP their tapes. Like in what let universe? Nas, Nas was just chilling. <laughs> why did he need this? Why did he can need we just, this? Can we just acknowledge that was a J. Cole song? Thank no, we don't, we're not acknowledging shit. We're acknowledging the fact that he's a pagan. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. Can I just say, yo, that joke was 10 out of 10, bro. Because how dare you get angry at me? Bro, no, you cool. know what you pick? Cool. People, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's like how Jamie Carrey you? That's like Jamie Carrey saying, they won't let me teach them free kicks. No, relax, 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 relax. Too far? Yeah, too far. No, too far. <laughs> Wait, um, why is Carragher too far, but Nas is fair game? Because Carragher's got a shot on him. Shut Nas has got bars. J- Jamie Carragher got all goals. Yeah, but Nas can't pick beats to save his flipping life. And Carragher can't take free kicks. But we don't know that. <sighs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> all right, big up Rich for this suggestion, but I thought it would be good to kind of pick our best backup dancer that became number one, essentially. So... 
you have a rap group, the best number two, three, or four that became number one in a group. First of all, backup dancers. High so someone that was Michelle that became Beyonce. Yeah. Cool. That's, um, that's wild though, because Michelle weren't even the backup dancer. She was the backup to the backup dancer. She was behind Kelly. She was behind the ones that got kicked out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't she do that. She bust you, Cass. You're trying to say she was... <laughs> Audience, he made this joke initially in episode eight. Check that out if you want to. It's an amazing... It's a 10 out of 10 joke, by the way. Um, um, so can yeah, I go first? I, uh, yeah, go. You all right with that? Yeah, cool. Because I thought about a literal backup dancer. This is a bit of a cheat. My one is he was a literal backup dancer for these guys. And he became... Backup dancer is very rude, by the way. He was a backup dancer. You can see him in the video. No, no, no. Peter's <laughs> definition. That yeah. was very rude. No, but like, bruv, Google Digital Underground. You see him in the background dancing, looking stupid. Shout out to Digital Underground, man. Shout out to Digital Underground. Um, but yeah. We still, we still Humpty dancing. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> no, we're really not. I've never Humpty danced. I've never Humpty danced. I don't even and know he looks stupid with that fake nose as well, fam. <laughs> Big up Shock G, man. Yo, shout out to Shock G, fam. Because I forgot what his name was, but I just knew it was Shock Sighting, fam. Hold tight then, man. Hold tight. I'll give you five pounds if you can name someone else in that group. Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my, my ass is going to be Tupac, man. Like, just because, I know it's a bit of a cheat because technically speaking, he went a digital underground. But like, from when you go from literally being the hype man, yeah. behind the hype man, behind the hype man, behind the hype man, because <laughs> Shock G had five backup dancers and he was a six. Like, salute to you, man. And then he became, I don't even need to go into Tupac's discography mm. or anything like that. But my pick would be Tupac just because you go from being digital underground running mate just going on tours. No, don't even make, it's not even trying to be fuckery. He was their running mate, bruv. You go on tour. Hey, you guys ready to see Digital Underground? Yeah. We're doing half the... <laughs> you know, he actually got a verse on a couple songs as well. All right, cool. Tell me one song you got a verse in. I rest my Same camera. song. Uh, they got a song called Same Song. For real? Where Tupac got a verse. Yo, salute to you, fam, because you see me, yeah? <laughs> Only same, I know same girl. They're featured on I Get Around. Well, shock Jesus. Oh, yeah, I Get Around. Yeah, he is. But I Get Around. But that's Tupac's song. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that would have been my pick, man. Like literally being a hype man, uh, running around city to city, not knowing anyone who they are, mm. to being the biggest artist of all time. Well, not all time, but you know what I mean. Yeah. My pick is Tupac. Yeah, I think I'm going to cheat. Um, I don't necessarily know if he was a backup dancer, but I just know that he was in a group of relative unknowns and he just became the best known and most successful, obviously, out of all of them. And that's Buster Rhymes. Um, he was in the leaders of the new school with Dinko D and Charlie Brown. Shout was him, he? Yo, you're the he? only person in Was he London. the backup dancer to... Was he? I just said it's a cheat. Yo, Yemi is the only person in London that knows the members of leaders of the new school by name. Yes. Who... No, I'm not even going to disrespect look, them, man. It? Look, they both killed <laughs> it. Like hey, that, hey. Man. They both killed it on Scenario and the Scenario remix. Sorry, what, are, what are their names? Me, bro. What are their names? Dinko D and Charlie Brown. I'm never calling a guy Dinko. Hold tight, yeah, damn I'm not, man. I'm not calling a someone with Dinko D. <laughs> Why not? I've come too far in my life. I've gone through too many trials and tribulations to look another man. He's, I say, What's well, the difference between Dinko D and like a schoolie D? Dinko and Dinko, fam. Dinko D, I ain't called. Do you even know what that age? means? What does Dinko mean? I don't know. Anyway. And then Dinko D and he another D. <laughs> Strong with Mo, man. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think Buster Rhymes, obviously, he came out of a shell uh, with 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 uh, the scenario of, uh, verse. And obviously, he became, in my view, one of the best to ever do it as well. Even if, you know, he wasn't necessarily the second guy because there wasn't any defined top guy. But he was one of three guys who were just like average and regular who turned out to be A, the top guy in his group, but also... A very top man in hip hop. So is Buster in your top five? Just a side question, because I feel like he is top ten. He's in the top ten, isn't it? He's in my top ten. I felt so. He might be ten. Okay. So yeah, Buster Rams for me. Cool. Hey. Um, my pick is Ghostface. 
um, from the Wu Tang. He weren't even he weren't number two, and I don't even know if he was number he three. He weren't number at the three time. either because it was Meth, it was Ray, and it might have been RZA. Well, if we're going by, all I would have got RZA first, just in face wise. Yeah. I'm only gonna go. I would have got RZA first. Way, it might have been Old Dirty Bastard. Sorry. Oh yeah, ODB. Yeah, ODB. Because Ghost, like, I don't, I don't think Ghost really started shining until like, because that whole of the first Wu Tang album, he was wearing like a flipping mask. So it wasn't until like I feel like um, when he did Iron Man, and then when Wu Tang Forever came out, that's when he started doing his thing. And then when Raekwon came out with um, Only Built for Cuban Links, but even then he still was like the wingman for Ray. But I think. It got to a point where it was just like Ghost was kind of like, yeah, enough's enough. enough. Yeah, enough's enough, man. Let me shine through, man. Let me show these man the Wallaby Clarks and that. Let me show them my flavor. I've got the best voice. You know what I'm saying? And then he he came true, he bust true, and then he for me he became the best member of Wu. He's got the best discography. Um, I still go back and forth as to whether he's the best rapper. Um, I think Method Man probably is the most talented, but I feel like Ghost is the better artist. Um, so my pick is Ghostface, man. I always thought that when we're ranking Wu-Tang, we just went by the order of the names that were said on the Method Man song. So it was RZA, Jizza, Old Day Bastard, Expected Deck, Wake on the Chef, You God, then Ghostface. Disrespectful, like, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah, he's, um, yeah come on. You can but even Method was, was, after, was after Ghost. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's disrespectful, but that could have yeah. been. Because no one was really even looking at Ghost like that. No. Not you know what I'm saying? Nah, no way. No one was Because like, Method Man was the star. Rizzo ODB was, was ahead of him. Yeah. ODB was a... Mahusif. Mahusif. Yeah, 100%. Rizzo was a genius. Mm. Um, Jizzle was the elder know? statesman. Yeah. Method Man was the star. Uh, Raycon was the streetwise guy. Yeah, yeah. And Ghost, Ghost was Ghost. was just Ghost. Yeah, man. And then Ghostface ended up being... The most consistent, anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Ghostface, today is the 20th anniversary of Supreme Clientele. It's a big 100%. Up. 100%. Is it really? Mm. Big up Supreme Clientele. Very good album. Very, very, very good. Very Woolly good. hair, eyes fiery red, feet made of brass, 12 men following me. It'd be the God's staff. That's a great way to end it. <sighs> Edit button. Anyway. No, no, that's <laughs> a great way to end it. I honestly thought that that was a great way to end the podcast. Priceless ropes. Lay ending around the guard, on, get tangled. Knowing it's 20 years anniversary and ending it on a ghost bar from the album is epic. Fair enough. Even though it won't be the anniversary anymore once it drops, but it's cool. It wasn't. Really- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. You this, it, yeah. this, no, this, we're cool. No, that's cool. No, we'll keep it. This is why. This is why. It. This is why you are you. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I'm the EP, and I'm me. Feel you. They want to let me EP their tapes. Cool. Well, I mean, anyone else you guys can think of? I had. Um, I was gonna pick Asha D from So Solid. What? And I'm gonna tell you why. Because when So, <laughs> why he love? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Harvey was ahead of him. Exactly. Uh, Robia was Hold on, him. even before them, man, I thought Oxide and Neutrino were the first Oxide ones. Oxide and Neutrino, definitely. I'm just saying, it, oh, yeah, Oxide and Neutrino were ahead of him. Mega Man. Mega Man, Lisa Mafia. Lisa Mafia. Romeo. Romeo had a song with um, Christine Emilian. Yeah. What was that song? Um, I remember what he used to say. It's so baby, baby. You remember back, win, win. Yo, you're nasty for knowing these bars. Only you, man, would know this. Nah, man, um, yo, Romeo said it with a straight face. Remember when I back to win? I right, yo, throw that song in a bit with that. Thank you for that <coughs> awful rendition of whatever song that was. Um, we're going to wrap up now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you guys don't have anything else to say. Shout out to Jay Electronica. Looking forward to the album. This is the 47th time you shouted out Jay Electronica. When is it coming out? He said in 40 days. 40 days. You know what? Let me not even do a trailer. So Wait, hold on. Let me not even do that, yeah? 
Give me two seconds. Yeah, let me give me two seconds. Though. Let me give everyone a start there when the album. The album is coming out. Release, yeah, literally 40 days. No date. Now nah, he's just saying releasing in 40 days. And I believe him. Yes, uh, 100%. So yeah, um, thank you once again for joining us. And um, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks time. Until then, take care. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're doing, make sure you're great at it. And uh, if you're not, boy, it's the L. <laughs> you tough. So yeah, we'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.